Hello, and God bless you. This is Pastor Jeremy, and what a delight to be with you on this Tuesday, January the 26th of 2021. We'd like to welcome all of our listening audience, wherever you're tuning in from, and we thank you so much. As always, we consider it an honor uh, that you take time of you, uh, out of your day to be able to study the Word of God with us. And uh, we are excited about what God has for us uh, today. In our um, in our uh, in our panel, uh, we have Brother Fernando. As Brother Marty mentioned yesterday, if you were tuning in yesterday, he will not be with us this uh, week as he attends to to some things. But uh, we definitely miss our brother. <laughs> His insight and and uh, he's usually uh, at the front of this. But uh, we consider it. Not just a a privilege, but a responsibility uh, to be able to to handle the word, and we're going to do our very best to do so today. I'm excited, as always, uh, to discuss the word of God and and to speak on things that are relevant uh, with a prophetic uh, lens. That's what we intend to do, and I know God has something for us this week. So, Brother Fernando, I'm going to leave it to you uh, to share what God has placed in your heart as we study and discuss the Word of God together. Brother Fernando. Amen. Uh, as well, I'm excited for today's podcast, uh, what the Lord has in store. Uh, again, keep in prayer our, our brother, Brother Marty, and uh, his family um, as they uh, are going through the situation that we shared yesterday. Um, your prayer is much needed at this particular time. We know that the end of everything you know, the Lord will be glorified. Amen. And uh, he is in Amen. control of every affair of man, and especially his children. So we are going to be praying for uh, Brother Marty and, and, and the family, Sister Debbie, um, who, yes. who are dear, dear and near to, to our hearts. And uh, so keep us in prayer as well um, as, as servants of the Lord. Uh, we don't know how the enemy is going to what angle he's going to come to us through, and, and we just have to be prepared. Um, we understand that we're in the front line uh, declaring the word of God, and and uh, everything, everything we do is, is for Jesus Christ and for his glory. Amen. Um, I'm looking Amen. forward to today's podcast. Uh, we're going to be uh, reading and studying from the Gospel of Matthew. We're going to study uh, the first verse of the New Testament. Uh, Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. Um, again, we we have uh, been in a journey this last year, almost a, a full year. Um, right. You know, it, it's, it's, it's all come in full circle. Um, and, and I believe the Lord has been showing me some, some incredible things that we find in the Gospel of Matthew uh, in, in connection with, again, Passover and the Exodus. Uh, I've... I, I, if you've been following the podcast, you, you've seen us speak a lot about Passover, teach about Passover, uh, teach about the Exodus. We did a series uh, on the Exodus um, uh, of Israel from Egypt and how the Lord dealt with Moses and, and called him and, and so forth and so on. I think it was last week we did that uh, podcast series, which is worth hearing. You have to listen to it because there was a lot of prophetic insight uh, in that series that really relates to us today. Um, 
from from uh, a generation that 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 passed away, right? A generation who knew Joseph, and then a new generation rose up who knew not Joseph. And and we we see in Scripture in Exodus chapter one uh, that the children of Israel begin to flourish, begin to 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 uh, multiply, in so much that the new king uh, saw their growth and 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 saw them as a political threat uh, because they they of the of the large numbers they multiplied in Egypt, and and we brought forth how how that is uh, reflective of our times today. Um, you know, we we have the an old generation that is dying, is 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 passed away, a generation that knew Jesus, and because of that generation, our nation was prosperous. You know, that generation we call it the greatest generation in American history. That generation from World War II, right, um, till till today, that 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 generation was the greatest generation, and they knew God, they knew God, they knew about God. Our, our soldiers in World War II, you know, they knew about God. They went into war with the little New Testament Bible uh, 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 next to their chest in their little uh, uh, pocket, right, um, and, and that they would have that New Testament Bible and they would go off to war as, as the, the, the preachers, the ministers of the gospel would pray for them for, you know, so their souls might be saved before they go off to war. That was the kind of generation we had, a, a, a Bible Judeo-Christian, value-believing kind of country, right? But that generation is fading away, is dying. And we have a new generation that does not know God. And we have a new administration, a new king who is looking to implement this antichrist system. And they are not now targeting Christians, just like Pharaoh of old, the, the Pharaoh of old who... who who, who came to power and knew not Joseph, right, began to uh, uh, implement these, these draconian laws, as Brother Marty always says, these, these, strenuous, uh, 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 these strenuous affliction and, and taxation of the people. Uh, everything had to do with right. economics, right? The, the people worked, worked, and worked, and worked, and never seemed to, to, to you know, get above water, so to speak. Um, and so forth and so on. So we'll, we'll touch on that as we go, but you, you have to go listen to it again, I, I think, um, and 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 uh, you'll, you'll be blessed by it. But again, if we go back to last year, and we're speaking about Passover and the Exodus, um, why it seems that Scripture um, is, is, is highlighting uh, the Passover feast and in particular the Exodus story. And uh, while you're at it, Pastor Jeremy, we'll, uh, if you can, just jump to, uh, we're going to read from Matthew 1.1. 1, 1. We're going to take our study from there. We'll get there eventually. But uh, I want you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, if you can. Um, but, and if you remember uh, last year, um, when the pandemic first started, and as we were, uh, as we were going into Passover or Easter, um, we began to say, is this virus or this pandemic just something that's going to come and go? Or is this mm -hmm. something much bigger? Mm -hmm. We began to sense in our heart, and I remember with Brother Marty speaking and, and yourself, Pastor Jeremy, and, and obviously the podcast we did, uh, you know, we began put, to put forth the, the, the thought or the idea 
you know, that this, this virus, this pandemic, which is now a global pandemic, right, wasn't just any pandemic or global event. President Trump said that by Easter, the virus would be gone, Easter of last year. Uh, he was wrong. Things got worse and worse and worse. Lockdowns, you know, uh, uh, went into effect, right? And and all of a sudden, come Passover and Easter, the whole nation, the whole world is in their homes and in their houses. And we begin to realize that something of this magnitude were a, 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 a death virus you know, was was taking over the globe, affecting every family in the world, forcing all the population, the world's population, into their homes. Something of this nature that was taking place during Passover wasn't just something normal. Right. And I, I remember Brother Marty brought out, he said he did a study, and he, he, he did a study in the history and went back to find out when was the last time Something of this nature, that uh, when was the last time that something of this nature took place? Worldwide, where people were, yeah, worldwide, where people were shut into their home, and mm-hmm. there was a plague or a virus of 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 a global nature. And he said that the the only evidence he could find was it was traced back to the Exodus in the days of Moses where the children of Israel found themselves in slavery in Egypt. So it was then that we began to realize, wait a minute, this is not just any ordinary Passover. 2020 Passover was not any ordinary Passover. And then we begin to give teachings concerning the Passover and how Passover is the trigger point feast, right? It's, it's the mm-hmm. feast that is the trigger point to uh, uh, unfolding prophetic events concerning the end time. Now, mm-hmm. I, I will admit, um, when we begin to talk about this uh, concerning the Passover and it being the trigger point or the feast, uh, there's seven feasts, right? Three main feasts in the Jewish uh, uh, in the Jewish tradition. Um, it kind of really challenged me because classically the way we've been taught concerning the seven feasts, you know, the way I understood it before was that it was the fall feast that in particular, the feast of trumpets, that was the trigger point to end time events. Right. Um, Because we have Passover, we have uh, unleavened bread, first fruits. And then the fourth is uh, feast of Pentecost. Um, And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, the way it's been taught, we're in, Pentecost right now, 2,000 years of Pentecost, the church age, and then and then the coming of the Lord will be triggered by the Feast of Trumpets, right? And, yes. And, and, then, and then you go into uh, Day of Atonement and then into Feast of Tabernacles. And that's the way I was taught, that the fall feasts were, um, you know, the trigger point feast or the, tri- the, 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 the Feast of Trumpets was the trigger uh, event uh, that would begin to unfold end time events, but what I'm seeing in Scripture, the more and more I study it, that it is Passover, the Passover feast that's the trigger 
event in the unfolding of prophetic events. Um, and and that's where we're going to get into uh, as we go along uh, in, in the Gospel of Matthew, right? Um, so again, Passover is key. And also, I want to throw in there, if you remember, um, when we began to do that, that long series on on Lazarus, um, you know, the, the, the series that we did on, on Lazarus, uh, it was a pretty lengthy podcast series, probably the most lengthiest yeah. one. Would you agree, Pastor? I, oh, yeah. I don't remember well, right now. It was pretty long, right? But About, we, yeah, we, anyway, it, 20 to 30, yes, I remember. Yeah, we began to speak about uh, Lazarus, Mary, and Martha, how Jesus was in their home, and then a death uh, plague, so to speak, came to their house, um, and, mm-hmm. and Lazarus died. But it was a trigger point to bring about a division of sorts, a division between the false church and the true church, a Lazarus and Mary Martha church, and a Judas and the religious leaders you know, uh, uh, joining up and creating this false church, right? All leading right. to Passover, the Passover day, the right. Last Supper, right? So, so right. we begin to 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 put these things together as the Lord, by His grace, was revealing it to us. So, when we read, uh, you know, what takes place in the Last Supper, that's really Passover, right? It's all leading right. to Passover. And and ultimately, you know, what takes place in Gethsemane and, you know, the next morning or the next day, Jesus Christ is crucified. He is the Passover lamb, right? right. So we, we see the, the types and shadows unfolding in Scripture, which is incredible. And the focus of the Holy Spirit or the emphasis of the Holy Spirit is on Passover and the Exodus. Mm-hmm. Now that's quite interesting that the Holy Spirit would would have us focused on these things. But uh, let's go there to First Corinthians chapter ten, and and the Apostle Paul um, doubles down on what the Lord, I believe, is showing us concerning the Exodus. He points the Church of Corinth to study the Exodus. Yes. Because by studying the Exodus, they that they would that they would understand more of who Jesus is, number one, because he is our Passover. But it is it is the story of Exodus unlocks prophecy, especially pertaining pertaining to those whom the ends of the world has come to. An end right. time generation. Right, which is us. Right. So we are admonished, we are warned, we are uh, told by the Apostle Paul as he writes to the Church of Corinth to study the Exodus. Why? Why? Why does the Apostle Paul put the the emphasis on on the story of the Exodus uh, to understanding what would take place in our day? in these last days. Think about that for a moment. So let's, let's go ahead and read from yeah. verse 1. I, I don't yeah. know if you want to add some before we read. Yeah, you know, and and I think we're going to get to it, but I just wanted to add when he says, upon whom the ends of the world are come, and I know we'll, we'll probably be able to, uh, you know, talk about it more, but that speaks about 
the conclusion of an act. <laughs> it, it speaks of the mm -hmm. conclusion of all things. And it's interesting that the Apostle Paul, as we're going to read right now, points us uh, points back to look right at the Exodus as an example, but to who? For an end-time generation, right? And that's, we believe that we are that end-time generation. And to our listener, uh, everything that uh, Brother Fernando has been uh, mentioning, you know, what we saw happen last year in 2020, it all happened around the, the um, around Easter, right? Or, or Passover. Passover. So we're seeing that something triggered, something triggered, and and it awoken in our spirit to search these things out and we are seeing the evidence because we began in around march 15 16 or 17 or 18 of last year with the story of the book of exodus that's where the lord led us and here we are full circle almost a year later and we're back to it so i, I right. believe god is, is going <laughs> to want to talk to us again <laughs> Yeah, I think Passover God. this year is it's March 27th, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. So, again, you know, we're almost a year uh, into this, and we're still, you know, we still have this global uh, pandemic, this, this global virus. We have, uh, you know, we, we, we are in lockdown. You know, the, you know they're it's starting to lift, especially here in California, for political reasons, it's starting to lift the lockdown in two stages. But we still find ourselves in this global pandemic. Um, we have a new administration that has taken power, um, and so forth and so on. So it's it's definitely it's definitely fitting the bill, so to speak, of what we have been studying this whole past year. It, everything has been lining up, right? So praise God you know, that that his, his word holds true. And if I could just add this before we read, it's, it's something the Lord has placed in my heart because as you see that these lockdown, um, the lockdown, um, the the quarantine is being lifted, you know, to, to be open to do more things. And then mm -hmm. they're telling us that there's a new uh, a check coming in, right? Don't, don't laugh. Right. Don't, yeah, don't be, don't be fooled. <laughs> don't think everything is just going to get better. Uh, you know, don't be fooled and think that things are just going to get better right now. They're not. So that what I'm trying to tell you is, as a Christian, don't let your guard down. Don't let your guard down right now. We have to continue to keep our guard up, watching and and seeing what is taking place. That's just a you know a little side note for for our listeners. But uh, I'll be reading for chapter ten, verse. Yeah, uh, verse, verse 1 uh, to verse 11. We're going to read the whole thing there. Okay, we'll just read in Jesus' name. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant, how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And did all eat the same spiritual meat? And did all drink the same spiritual drink? For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things 
were our examples, to the intent we should not lust after evil things, as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters, as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink, and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed, and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted, and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happen unto them for in samples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Now all these things happen unto them for in samples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. That's a very, very important verse. Um, the reason it's one of the uh, in very important verse it is it is a key it is a key to unlocking prophetic understanding it is the key to unlocking revelation in scripture if you understand this verse and other verses that complement it as well if you understand this verse you're going to understand how to read and study scripture correctly how to see the hidden things that God has hidden in his word that are only revealed unto the wise. Amen. Especially in these last days. What, what the Apostle Paul is telling the church of Corinth and telling us today, because he's not just speaking to the church of his day, but he's speaking to a church in these last days, meaning you, to whom the ends of the world are come to. He is telling us, go and read the story of the Exodus. Go and read it and study it, because in it, it's a prophetic story being dramatized in the Old Testament that will play out in the last days. This story played out and was being dramatized in the days of Moses concerning what will take place or transpire in the end times. Jesus in his ministry and we'll get there maybe in the next podcast or two, uh, fulfilled the exodus in himself, mm. right? Uh, we see that in Matthew right. 2 where, a, where King Herod, a pharaoh kind of uh, 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 type of king, you know, full of the devil, uh, sets forth a decree to kill every child under two years old. The first, right. the first mention of children being killed in Scripture uh, a massacre of that nature is found in Exodus, right? Where where uh, Pharaoh kills every uh, every man child uh, of of the Jews. Um, but we also see where where Joseph in Matthew chapter two, and we'll get in this, into this probably tomorrow. Uh, he's warned of the angel of the Lord through a dream that he should go to Egypt because. Herod was trying to kill the child. So we see Joseph, Mary, and Jesus in Egypt. And there's a reason why that's happening, because he is fulfilling in type and shadow. He is the ultimate fulfillment of the Exodus. He is the Passover. Yes. He is the Passover, right? 
But mm-hmm. also in our day, to whom the ends of the world are come to, we are seeing an exodus kind of situation transpiring in our day. And it started, I believe, last year. When the Passover of 2020, we found ourselves in, in our homes while this death virus encompassed the whole globe. All right? So the, the Apostle Paul tells the Church of Corinth and tells us today, you need to study the Exodus. It is written there. These things happen to them to warn us, to prepare us, to search into the story, see where they failed, and see where they were unprepared, see where they tempted the Lord in their wilderness experience so that we don't go through the same thing and we can make it to the promised land and we can cross that Jordan River. Right. Amen? So, again, yes. I want us to understand this verse is key to understanding and unlocking uh, a revelation, prophetic revelation in Scripture. If we understand and see Scripture through this lens, this key that we have here, that that the stories of old, right, are 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 written for our admonition. Those things happen to them so that we can learn from them and be warned of them, and then we can further we can further begin to prepare ourselves in these last days, knowing what's coming ahead of time. That's the beauty of the Word of God. That's, right. that's, that's, what's, that's, what's, that's what's incredible about the Lord, that he always speaks to his servants before he does anything. Yeah, um, you know, when, when the Apostle Paul is telling us, uh, as you're, you so beautifully are saying it, when he talks about the, the ensample, that they're there, these things happen for our ensamples, he's also telling us, that as you're saying, go back to the to the story in the book of Exodus or the story of the Exodus of the people of God, because within it, you're going to find a pattern. You're going to find, mm-hmm. as you said, examples, a figure, right? A figure of something that resembles of how what we are going to go through in the future, right? Because that's what he says, to whom the ends of the world are come. So it's 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 you know to uh, to us you know the listeners you, it's it's not just going there and reading the book of Exodus to read it but in it you yeah, know what, for what historical you're saying. reasons or or practical exactly. reasons and and, and that, all that's involved in studying scripture we want to learn yes. practicality you know how to you know how to properly conduct ourselves but with in mind that 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 the story of the Exodus is prophetic. In nature, yes. uh, another key verse right. that we we always speak about is in in in, in Revelation nineteen ten. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus Christ. His word is the yes. spirit of prophecy. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask wow. you the question, uh, uh, Pastor. How many people read Scripture, but they don't read it prophetically? I would say most, and and, right. and you mentioned it the other day because we haven't turned, we haven't been taught right, right? 
and and I mentioned it the other day of how many times we have a superficial right, <laughs> like a feel good right of how it's taught, but never taught to look deeper into the Word of God, because that that requires meditation right. <laughs> it requires yeah. it requires going beyond reading, and again. That's what Paul is telling us. Go back during an example. There's a pattern there. If you can see it, because that's what prophecy is, isn't it? Uh, as you always say, we always say, right? Prophecy is really a cycle, right? Of something that happened that will take place again. It's right? always enlarging and, and itself. Correct. Exactly. But everything leading to where we're at, that, that's what we, the listener has to understand. Everything is pointing to our time. That when we read mm. words like the end of time, when we read words like at, at the end, well, that's speaking about somebody. Well, who who is that? That's us, you know. And yeah. and and that's why we have been making the connection and and the template fits of what we're going to what started, what triggered it last year in 2020, right? This um, plague that came, not just upon our nation, as you said, but upon the glo globally around the time. Around the time of Passover, to us, it's a telling sign that God has given us uh, of, of what is to come. And how do we know what is to come? By knowing what happened in the beginning or what took place, in this case, what we're talking about in the book, in the exodus of the people of God. Amen. Yeah, and, and another key verse that we always use uh that has the same principle in it is Isaiah forty six ten, right? Yes. He declares yes. the yes. end from the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to know the end, Isaiah is telling you, go to the beginning. You have to study the beginning, and and declaring from ancient times, Isaiah said, the things that are not yet done. My my. He declares from ancient times the things that are yet not done or, or, or that are to be fulfilled in the future. Mm. Fulfillment of prophecy, the answer to it is found in ancient times. Mm. Here, and to be specific, the Apostle Paul tells us, go and study the story of the Exodus. Because why the Exodus? Why not, you know... David, why not mm. Abraham, right? Mm. Or why not the story of the judges or and, and, and so forth and so on? Because the Exodus was the gospel of Old Testament saints. Mm. When you ask an Old Testament saint, a, a Jewish person, about their salvation, they were always going to point you to the deliverance of the children of Israel from Egypt. Today in New Testament, we point back to our Exodus 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ was our Passover, right, and is our Passover, became our Passover, right? That's our Exodus. That's our salvation. We're clean because of his blood. We're free because of his blood. We've been made whole because of his blood. Right there is a, 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 a there is a, a, a fountain filled with blood that that flows from Emmanuel's veins. He is our Passover. We're free. We're clean because of the blood of Jesus. 
And that's, that's why the Apostle Paul points uh, the, the Church of Corinth and us today to study this story, right? Because we right. will find out what will transpire in our day as the Holy Spirit gives us understanding and revelation, right? So um, let's go to Matthew chapter 1. And this first verse really caught my attention um, because it's really putting forth the same principle or key to understanding Scripture, right? The New Testament opens up with the Gospel of Matthew. And in verse in chapter 1, verse 1, when you read it immediately, the first thing, one thing, or the, what I began to think as I was reading it was prophecy. Prophecies being fulfilled. Jesus, the Son of God, is about to be made flesh. He's about to uh, manifest himself in the flesh. He's coming. Right? That's what prophecy is about. It all points to his coming. The whole whole Old Testament is now about to be fulfilled in the first verse. Jesus is coming and has come. Prophecy. If we look at the Old and the New Testament and close the Bible, what we should come out uh, out with when we read Scripture is that Jesus is coming. From Genesis to Revelation, it all points to his second coming. That is the message that must be declared. The Spirit and the Bride says, come. Right? Right. Come, Lord Jesus. Now, go ahead, Pastor, and read that, uh, the first verse, and it's incredible what the Lord uh, was showing here, um, and, and we'll get into it. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. The son of David, the son of Abraham. I... I've often wondered, I've read this many a times, why the Lord chose these two names um, to start off with, right? He identified himself with the son of David first, and then the son of Abraham. Then the Lord began to show me something uh, concerning these two names. David represents the end. Okay? Abraham represents the beginning. He declares the end from the beginning. Right? And it's quite interesting. Well, I'll get into that a little bit later. But David represents the end. Why does David represent the uh, the end? Because at the end, in the millennial, when Jesus comes to set up his kingdom, right, the Lord, the, the, the angel Gabriel told Mary, he says, you shall give birth to a child and you shall call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins, right? He said, and he shall be great. 
and he shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord will give unto him the throne of David his father. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob, and his kingdom will have no end. There it is. That's right. Glory to God. David is the end. What we see in the story of David is Jesus Christ triumphing over all his enemies at the end. Yes. So the question now is, why is Abraham the beginning? And I thought about this. You know, why not? Why not uh, 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 Abel? Why not Noah? Mm-hmm. And it was quite interesting the way the Lord gave it to me. And, and, and as we're going along, thinking on, on in, in this in this in this in this line or this vein concerning the Exodus or Passover, right? And we're told to and we're told to look towards the Exodus and study the Exodus and Passover. Well. It was to Abraham that it was first revealed prophetically concerning the Exodus. Think about that. And I was, and when I, when the Lord spoke to me like that, I said, "Wow, this is incredible, right?" And so, so I want to, I want to turn there, and we're laying some groundwork here. of how the Lord, listen, how the Lord spoke to Abraham prophetically. Abraham was a prophet, and he saw these things in the future. Genesis 15, if we can go there quickly. Yes. Incredible. David is the end. Abraham is the beginning. He declares the end from the beginning. He's the father of the faith. Right? right. Look what it says here. And, and again, we, we did a podcast, um, by the way. It was the first podcast of the year. It was called uh, um, the, uh, the Burning Lamp and the uh, – Smoking Furnace, the Smoking Furnace and the Burning Lamp. That's what it was called, the first podcast of the year. And I thought that was quite interesting that that would be the first podcast. And here we are going to the beginning, right, uh, uh, of this. Um, let's read from uh, from verse, well, let me let, let me just go over a little bit of what the chapter is talking about here. Um, you know, Abraham is, is of old age, and he's thinking that, you know, Eliezer is going to be the heir, right, of all that he has. And the Lord uh, has to uh, tell him, no, he's not your heir. You know, there's one coming who will be your heir, right? Jesus Christ, so he, he confirms his covenant with him, Um in verse 5, and he, I'll read it, and he says, He brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of the earth of the Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? And he said unto him, Take me a heifer of three years old, 
and a sheep goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these and divided them in the midst, and laid each piece one against another. But the birds divided he not. So here we have uh, uh, an altar is built for these sacrifices that, that point to Jesus Christ as the ultimate sacrifice. He is the Passover, right? Jesus Christ is our Passover. And it says that as he was as 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 he was laying the the animals in the altar of sacrifice to offer unto the Lord a type of Jesus Christ, it says that fowls came down upon the carcasses, and Abraham drove them away. And in in the podcast at the beginning of the year, the the fiery uh, the fiery furnace or uh, the smoking furnace and the burning lamp, we spoke about how these birds, uh, these 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 fowls, which are a type of demons, uh, they 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 came down upon the carcasses and and Abraham drove them away. It speaks of a manifestation of wickedness, spiritual wickedness. Uh, demonic influences in the last days. Remember, when we read the ancient stories of old, they are speaking prophetically to us. So we have to ask ourselves the question, what is the Lord hiding in this story concerning our day, to whom the ends of the worlds are come to? Right? So he's going to speak prophetically to Abraham concerning end times. But also, he will begin to prophesy to him the Exodus. It's not just the Exodus in Moses' day that he's prophesying about, but he's prophesying to him about an end time Exodus as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? What are we yes. seeing today? We are seeing that manifestation of powers of darkness over this nation and over the world. That are that are that are uh, you know bringing about this global reset that we're talking about really the the spirit of the age the the system of antichrist right he is the king the new king that is in power that Exodus one speaks about that uh, does not know Joseph this is where the tables are being set up for him right now with this new administration. Right. Right. And then verse 12 says, and when the sun was going down, think about that now. The day was coming to an end. A deep sleep fell upon Abram. And lo, a horror of great, notice, of great darkness fell upon him. And we can liken the great darkness, as we spoke before in the podcast, to a great tribulation of the life that has never uh, been or ever seen before, as, as Matthew 24 declares, right? Mm-hmm. This great darkness that's ahead for, for the world, this, this, this great darkness, this great affliction that's coming upon God's people. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing is the sun begin beginning to go down we're beginning to see darkness that's covering the earth gross darkness as I say is that 
Verse 13 says, And he said unto Abraham, Know of a surety that thy seed. And that seed includes me and you. It's not just the children of Israel that found themselves in Egypt in Moses' day. That seed is both Jew and Gentile that compose the church of today. We are the children of Abraham through faith. So this is speaking of an end-time generation as well. It says, Thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them. Hmm. And they shall afflict them 400 years. Here is the prophecy of the Exodus given to Abraham. That's why I believe the, the name of Abraham is there uh, in Matthew uh, chapter 1, verse 1, where it says the, the book of the generation is Jesus, of Jesus Christ, son of David, the end, son of Abraham, the beginning. It's almost like the Holy Spirit, by the giving of these two names, is giving us a key to understanding prophetic events concerning the coming of the Lord. The Apostle Paul tells us to study the, 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 the Exodus. And, and, and in it we will learn many things so that we can prepare ourselves and be wise for the, 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 the coming great darkness that Abraham saw. But we also have to understand who the Exodus was prophesied to. And we must study Abraham because the prophecy of the Exodus was given to him. And by studying Abraham, we will learn how it is that he was able to see prophetic events. And we will also see the prophetic hidden, uh, events that are hid in his story concerning us in these last days. So we, we see that he sees the prophecy of the Exodus and affliction that would come to uh, the children of Israel for 400 years, right? And it says, verse 14, And also that nation, notice, Egypt, whom they shall serve, will I judge. And afterwards shall they come out with great substance. This is speaking of the coming of the Lord, an exodus that is coming, right? Now think about this. That nation whom the Lord judged was called uh, was Egypt. We have been putting forth the 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 idea. It's more than an idea, but it's what what we feel just just by you know the, the description of 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 uh, mystery Babylon in the Book of Revelation fits this great nation of America. Now, whether you agree or disagree with it. That's, you know, that's up to you. But the more and more, as, as this, this, this past year went and, and the start of this new, new year has come, you see the, 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 the parallels. I mean, it, it, it mirrors what the book of Revelation de describes as Mystery Babylon, that is the, the nation of the United States of America. But also in the book of Revelation, Mystery Babylon has other spiritual names given to it. One of them is spiritual Egypt. 
Right. And I believe the other one is spiritual Sodom. So is Egypt a type of America today? Is America become a spiritual Egypt? If so, then this nation will be judged. And the truth of the matter is this, that this nation is already being judged. Right. This nation is under judgment. Incredible. Go ahead, Pastor. You want to keep reading that next verse? Uh, that uh, verse, verse 15. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace. Thou shalt be buried in a good old age. Hmm. So the Bible tells us here that Abraham would die of a good old age. And then the next verse says, but in the fourth generation they shall come hither again. And for the iniquity of the Amorites, and, and for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. So this speaks of, of, of a future prophetic judgment that is coming. So it was not just speaking of Egypt, but of something futuristic that would, that would happen at the end of time, where God would ultimately judge the world. Verse 17 says, And it came to pass that when the sun went down, and it was dark. Notice. Behold a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. Now this is incredible. Right? The 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 smoking furnace speaks of the judgment of God, really the wrath of God, while the the um, the burning lamp speaks of salvation for his people. And, and it says it passed between those pieces. What pieces? The sacrifices, a type of Christ. So we see the twofold side of the cross here that we spoke about in, in the Exodus podcast series, that uh, uh, one side of the cross is for salvation to his people to those who accept Jesus Christ as their uh, Lord and Savior. But the other side of the cross is where Jesus is now judge and will judge the earth for rejecting him. It's incredible. Oh, right. And then verse 18 says, in that same day, Interesting, that same day. We spoke about in Thessalonians how Paul uses that a lot, the day of the Lord, the day of Christ. So here this day is speaking of that futuristic day, the day of the Lord, right? Joel said that it is a dark and gloomy day, right? Yeah. And that's exactly what it says um, um, in verse 17. It said, and it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, Right? Mm -hmm. This speaks prophetically of that day when the Lord will judge the earth and pour out his wrath. 
Wasn't that what happened at the cross when Jesus died? The heaven turned into darkness. And the wrath of God was poured on his son. The wrath of God was poured out on Jesus Christ on our behalf. Now, there is another day of darkness where the sun will go down that is coming. But it will be the Lamb of God who will be pouring out the wrath upon mankind. Amen? It's powerful uh, because to Abraham was revealed in in verse 12 the horror he got a revelation of the horror of the great darkness that fell upon him right and then he begins to prophesy of what of the captivity that the, the people of god would have for over 400 years right and and mm-hmm. what happens at the end of that captivity in egypt the wrath of god was poured out right the plagues <laughs> the judgment yes. of god the wrath of god and it's it's pretty interesting because you can also link that you know, for what we read, this is the, you said this is the first verse in the New Testament in Matthew one one. There is about a four hundred silence between Malachi right and and the first book about four hundred years that we can say dark. There's no word. There's no you know what I'm saying. And all of a sudden the wrath, uh, and then all of a sudden Jesus is born. After 400 years of, of really, what, what can we say? No open vision, no word, or, or you get what I'm saying? And it plunged really the people to a condition where, where Jesus comes was was terrible, right? It was the condition, spiritual, physical condition. This is the time that Jesus entered into this world. And actually, yeah. the, the judgment of God, right, fell upon him. Mm-hmm. Right, but now yes. we're looking, as you said, towards the future, which is right around the corner. This is the end of time. This is the beginning, where it will be poured out again, but this time against all those who reject His Son. Yeah, it's what Isaiah said, and where it says, "The people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up." Wow. Right. That's good. Yeah. Yes. So, so what we are seeing in the story of Abraham here in Genesis 15 in this particular account is 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 the prophetic revelation of the Exodus, but also we see prophetic revelation concerning the end times, concerning our day. So, yeah. we have to understand and read. The, this this particular account of where the prophecy of the Exodus comes to Abraham is revealed to Abraham, and it's and it's it's by design, it's by design that the Holy Spirit opens up Matthew chapter one verse one with with those words, right? The, uh, the book of the generations of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the end, son of Abraham, right? It's almost like the Holy Spirit leaves those nuggets there to see if we can find understanding, deeper understanding concerning Jesus and his coming. 
So now what we've done is 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 by the Spirit, by reading Matthew chapter one verse one, we've gone to Genesis fifteen, and we see and have understanding concerning our day in this account. So we see how the Holy Spirit, by design, speaks to us. He declares the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done. So the Lord reveals the Exodus to to Abraham. And then when we go to Exodus chapter 1, let's go there quickly. We're almost done here. We're trying to make a connection. Yeah as the Holy Spirit is leading us to understand prophetic events concerning our day. And Brother Marty brought out in, in, in the podcast uh, when we were talking about the Exodus, um, the trigger point to the coming, to the, to the coming Exodus in, in uh, Moses' day. But also as it regards us. And the parallels are striking. And I want to go over them again because if we have eyes to see and ears to hear, we're going to see the very same thing taking place in our day. He's declaring the end from the beginning. So if you can read, Pastor, from uh, chapter 1, verse 7 of Exodus, uh, we'll just go through this quickly. Yes. And the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceeding mighty. And the land was filled with them. Hmm. So we see that, that the children of Israel were fruitful. They had increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceeding mighty. And the land was filled with them. Now think about that today in our day. Oh yeah. Who can you say uh, fits that bill? Us, America, America. And, and, I, I was and specifically to, I was Christians. Some, <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, Christians, right? No, I was reading that the forty-five uh, percent of America's population is Protestant. Right. Think about that. We've mm-hmm. multiplied. We 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 have been fruitful in this great nation. We've, we've increased abundantly. We've experienced uh, prosperity of the likes no one has ever seen before. No nation on the face of the earth has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? We're talking about and Passover and the Exodus being, the, being right. the trigger point, right? The Passover being the trigger point. But here we, we, we get deeper insight, deeper understanding, right? The first chapter of the Exodus gives us a huge trigger point, a deeper understanding so that we can understand where we are at as a nation in these last days. Go ahead, Pastor Verse 8. Yeah, you know, and I just wanted to say concerning Christians, we have such a big influence within America. And a few podcasts ago when Brother Marty spoke about how it began, I believe he... uh, 
we spoke about the uh, the conservative movement with uh, Fowell's, uh, Jerry Fowell Sr., right? And, mm -hmm. and how we have influence, uh, we have had influences in presidents, right? To the point that in this last presidency, many ministers, Christian ministers, charismatic ministers, had such an influence in our presidency in the White House, right? And, and, and this right. this all to, to, it speaks about um, how we have multiplied and increased and were fruitful and and and, and become mighty in the land and we uh, with our influence yeah. even in the voting, you know they appeal the, the biggest people they appeal to is to Christians people who are called Christians. So that's just to add to what verse seven. Um, uh, and you I know, think these past two. I think these past two elections showed the power of the evangelical vote. They came out in record mm -hmm. numbers to vote. Yes. And and they saw the power that they had in, in the ability to vote. And and this administration, you know, they saw it. They paid attention. Right? And yes. that's that's where we go into uh to verse eight and we see we see what they begin to uh, plan and, and uh, they see the children of Israel because they're multiplying. There's many in the land as a political threat. You have to deal with them. Mm -hmm. now, right. You have right. to deal with them. You have to create these draconian laws, you know, as we say, and, and make sure that we impose our will on them. Right. Right. That's powerful. Pastor verse eight. Now there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. Hmm. So we see here that this new king really is, 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 is Antichrist. He's the new king that's, that's going to come into power in, in the not-too-distant uh, not future. Um, but we see his spirit, his system being implemented right now, right? Yes. We see this administration who is completely anti-God, yes. catering to a new generation that doesn't know God. Oh. Right? A new generation, yes. a young generation, the generation that's in the streets and protesting and going crazy. Why? Because this is what they have been taught in their schools. Socialism, fascism, atheism. Yes. You know, uh, uh, the, the love of nature, mm. right? The, this is what they're being taught, this new generation. It's a generation it's that's the devoid level. of the true, the true move of God right. that once moved in their parents, in their grandparents' generation. That's right. They know not right. Joseph. They know not Jesus, Right. Right. You know, it's interesting you said the love of, 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 of creation more than the creator. That's what Romans speaks about, right? Uh, right? Changing the image of God. It's a generation that which knew not Joseph or, you know, the acts of Joseph or, or the, the God of Joseph, right? Whom, whom they served. Uh, and it's to them, it is them who has now the influence, right, upon our government. And they see at least the, the the true Christian as a threat, 
as a right. a threat, as a um something that goes in contrary to the system that is being uh it's already in place. Implemented. Yeah. Implemented, right? Yeah, it is yeah, and, correct. And that's what this president is gonna do. That's he's gonna make sure of implementing everything in preparation, which is just a short time for the coming out of this Antichrist. New and that's what verse nine that's what verse nine says, right? They see that yeah. they are a threat. Yes. And he said unto his people, verse nine, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Go ahead, Pastor. Verse ten. Keep reading. Verse ten. Come on come on. Let us deal wisely with them. Lest they multiply and it come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us and so get them up out of the land. Hmm. Sounds familiar, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, now the next verse is 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 where I believe we're headed, right? I think yeah. I think verse ten. Uh, they take it notice. Um, the truth of the matter is, whether we realize it or not, the riots that happened in Cap or or the the riot or uh, the breaching of Capitol Hill, um, they're 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 putting forth this narrative that it was Trump supporters, but also Christian Trump supporters. That's where they're going. Right? They linked us all together in one bag. Yeah, they... Correct. Correct. Now, it says, therefore, they did... Verse 11, they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens... And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Python and Ramses. Now think about that. What's coming down the pipeline? Well, we live in California, right? And we know what our governor is doing. We know how difficult he's making it for small businesses to survive. These are the taskmasters that are over the nation. These politically corrupt, socialist, devil, uh, demonic influence people who are there to make their pockets fatter and to put burdens upon the common people, the middle class people, right? Mm -hmm. The low class people to make themselves richer. They're lining up their pockets to make themselves richer. And they're taxing the people. They're afflicting the people. Now, all of this has right. to do with economics, yes. right? They burden the people of uh, the, the, the people of Israel and Egypt to where they had to work and work and work and work. They were slaves to the system. They were slaves to their job. If you don't work, you don't eat. That's why the, the mark of the beast will be presented as the alternative, the better alternative. This new beast, antichrist, economical system will, that will be presented. And it's in the works right now. They're calling it the global economical reset. 
the reset of all things that will make up one system, the Antichrist system. I mean, think about yeah. it. Think about the mother, the, the mother that, that, you know, is raising up her children and has two jobs, you know, and, 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 you know, she's barely making it to put, you know, to make ends meet and to put food on the table, a roof over the, you know, uh, a roof over the children's head, you know. Imagine the kind of pressure that will come. Right. Where you're going to have to choose the mark of the beast going to have to choose to take that mark or not eat that's pressure right that's a burden <laughs> right we're already sensing that burden those afflictions right now in the middle of this pandemic who knows where all these billions of dollars are coming from right <laughs> you know a, 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 collapse, Fernando, you a collapse is coming pastor jeremy oh for sure you know, and, and speaking about what you just said, and I, you know, those decisions, in the book of Exodus, we see that the people of God were confronted with those very decisions when they were in the wilderness, when they got hungry, when they needed water. What would they say? We should have go. We should. We should. We should go back to Egypt because at right. least we had, you know, fish and we had this to eat and that to eat. But we see that God made a way where there was no way, right? He He made water. He provided for them. But they, they faced those same dilemmas, you know? And and I tell you, and I think you hit it right on the mark. In verse 10 of what we read in the book of Exodus chapter 1, we see that they 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 take notice of a specific, the, the Jews in specific, the, the Israelites in specific, in our time, the Christians specifically, they take notice of them. But you're right, we are now entering the second facet, where now they're going to begin to set taskmasters over us, right? For what? To afflict, right? It, it would, you know, to despise, to, to literally deal hardly. You know, and, and it's always to deal hardly to weaken the people, right? And that's and that's what we right. have to see. We are in the stage, the beginning stages in transition where that is about to come upon our nation. You better it's already happening around the world. Look at China. Look how they deal with the Christians there. Look right. at you know, in, in 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 other places of the world, in Africa, you know, it, where that's coming to America. Well, now, you know, he's going to set over taskmasters to deal hardly, to weaken. To weaken what? To weaken our faith. To weaken us, you know, to burden us, burden us, you know, to bring distress. That, that, that's, that's anxiety when you have to, when you're forced to make those type of decisions, right? That's what it yeah, is. Absolutely. Yeah, the taskmasters task are in place right now all over the world. The elite, yes. uh, leaders of nations, political leaders—they all in one, uh, all have one mindset, one 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 language now, and they're all they're all buying into this whole socialist idea. And, and again, you know, socialism at its core is it's noble, is it's I guess it's good because you know it, it desires for everybody to have equal wealth and you know, uh, equal rights, and, yeah. and that's good, right? Everything should be equal, but what, what they fail to realize is that you're dealing with corrupt men. Right. 
You're dealing with sinful natures here, and that will never be accomplished. Only when Jesus come to, comes to reign on earth again, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. He is the Prince of Peace. Yes. He is the righteous one. Yes. That's why when the devil offered Jesus the kingdoms of this world, for what? All these kingdoms are corrupt and led by corrupt people. Right. Socialism will never accomplish what it wants to accomplish. Right? And they will gather this world, this planet, this into one system, and they will give it and hand it over to the most corrupt man, the most evil man that has ever existed, the son of perdition. Yeah. Yes. That's where it's all headed, right? But yeah. but this is this is the beautiful thing. This is how God works. He allows these things for a reason. Verse 11, uh, verse 12 talks about that. Go ahead, Pastor. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew, and they were grieved Amen. because of the children of Israel. So this affliction that is coming, and it's here. Hallelujah. We, I keep, yes. we keep saying it's coming, but it's here. It's yes. only going to multiply and to grow the true church of the living God and to separate that, those, the pretenders from the true servants of the Lord. Those of understanding, the wise will understand, and the wicked will continue to do wickedly, and they will not understand. Right. Daniel 12, right? Right. And, 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 and this affliction that we're seeing is going to bring about a revival, a true revival, in the right. true church of Almighty God of Jesus Christ. Right? It's it's yes, and and what what we're learning and what we can see, the Bible says, right, what you just read. The more that what I just read, the more they multiplied and grew, the more they were afflicted. Instead of <laughs> what the devil right means for evil, it is going to bring up, like you said, the true church, the church mm -hmm. that the Bible speaks about that says that He's coming for a church without spot and blemish. That a church that is being purified, as Daniel says in chapter twelve, the, the, the verse we like to use, where the church, where, where it's being made white, where it's being purified and being tried. See, we have to go. It is necessary. This is our Gethsemane, right? This is our time of mm -hmm. affliction. But it's meant not to grieve us and put us down and destroy us. It's meant to purify us. It's meant to present to God a pure and holy church. That is the church Amen. that he's coming for. One that has gone through the fire, in the fire, that it, it, it will bring out something so glorious in your life that you will be able to say like Paul and have fellowship, not just in the power of his resurrection, but to know him in the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformant to death. Again, the affliction is meant to cause you to draw out out of you something. Hallelujah. That's pure. Amen. Your garments Amen. being made white. You know? Praise God. And and this and this we know through scripture will bring about a cry. A cry, right? Yes. From the people. They they will sigh, they will cry by reason of their taskmasters, the Bible says, because of the rigor and and, and, and how they dealt with them. And in so much that the Lord will hear their cry, right? Yes. 
and he will yeah. he will call Moses, who's our heavenly Jesus, to go Hallelujah. deal with this with this satanic being called Pharaoh. That's what's that's what's coming in the future. Yeah. This affliction that we're going through will bring about a cry. Yeah. Some of us might have to lay our lives down for for uh, in this affliction. Some of us may not. But at the end of the day, what is going to work is the surrendering of the will, of one's will to give in to the will of God. Right? It was yes. the will of the Father for Jesus to go to the cross. That's why he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Mm -hmm. Sometimes what the will of the Father is, we don't want. Huh. Right. You know, Brother Fernando, you, you said something at the beginning of our podcast that I thought was powerful. And that's in, you said something to the effect that in, in Jesus, we see the, he was the fulfillment of our exodus. He fulfilled it, right? He is our yes. exodus. And we'll touch you on know, that tomorrow as well. Yeah, no, no, but I, I just thought it's, 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 um, it's powerful because as we are being told to look to the book of Exodus, right, to look to the Exodus of the people and learn and see a pattern, there's something glorious there. And, and you know, as you said, tomorrow we'll be looking at now how it applies to Christ Jesus. Now, if it applies to him, it applies to his church because we are his body. We are Amen. his body. And as he... That's right. Yeah. Went through that, we will have to go through it. But don't be don't be don't be uh don't let your heart faint. This is a glorious time that is coming. This is the end of time. Nothing that we go through in this life will be compared to what we will have in heaven. Well you know, right when we get there we'll see, man, it was all worth it. It's for our purification. It's for our garments to be made white. Praise God. Amen. Absolutely. It really it hit me when you said we are his body. And, <laughs> wow, his body was wounded. He was wounded for our transgressions, right? He was bruised for our iniquity. If we are his body, if they did unto him what they did, how much more us? Yes. Right? If, they, if the world hated him. Will they not hate us, his body? Will they not wound his body? Absolutely. It's already happening. Already happening all over the world. The Middle East. Africa. China. Yeah. Yeah. What they're doing to Christians in China, it's, it's, it's a picture of what's coming our way. It's a sophistication of... of, of of uh, technology to hunt down Christians. That's what they're doing over there. Yes. The, the, Amen. The, 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 you know, the pastors in China said, I wish someone would have warned us. Here in America, we have, we have no excuse. We are being warned. And all right. of these podcasts are to prepare us. It's to cause us to examine ourselves. Repent before God is to cause us to prepare and see the clues and see that these things that God has left for an end time revelation. Let me tell you, what's being revealed today in our time 
we are we don't understand how privileged of a generation we are remember god god would tell daniel you know close the seal right because it was yeah. meant for the end of time for an end time generation that god is going to reveal these things he's opening up the seal to reveal to us what is coming to prepare us as as we use as uh, when we study with brother marty the example of when Jesus washed his disciples' feet right before Gethsemane. That was a sign of preparation. He knew what they were going to go through. It was a sign of preparation. You know, we are being prepared. God wants to wash us through his word to prepare us for what is here. We can no longer look for, you know, it's already begun. It's here. It started. It's it's begun, and this is for our advantage to know the times. Not just to know the times, but to know, as the sons of Issachar, right? Not only knew the times, but knew what to do in this hour. Amen. And uh, we'll close here, and we'll pick up tomorrow. Um. But that's how the New Testament begins with those words, those names, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, son of David, son of Abraham. We went back to Abraham to see where the Lord revealed the Exodus, right? Yes. But it doesn't end there with affliction. Our spiritual David is coming, and he's coming mm. <laughs> as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Yes. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the yes. Mighty God. The Everlasting yes. Father, the Prince of Peace, oh, yes. of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David mm. and upon his kingdom, yes. order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even to forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Yes. It started with a prophecy of the Exodus being given to Abraham concerning our day as well. The Exodus has begun. Yeah. You must get ready. Spiritual Egypt is being judged. We have eyes to see. There is a pretender to the throne that will rise up, a new king. But the rightful heir to the throne come back to this earth and destroy him. Yes. I thank God that he's that Jesus is my Passover. Yes. I thank God that I'm clean by his blood. I thank God that I'm free from all the sin, sin that so easily besets us. 
the sin that condemned me and sent me to hell. I'm free from that. And the Lord said, when I see the blood, oh, yes. I will pass over you. Amen. 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 Powerful. Um, you know, uh, I never looked at the looked at this first verse and, and now it's just like it pops out, you know. Uh the book of the generations of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. We pray you were blessed today, um, with the study. Not just blessed that it challenges you uh to seek uh further uh, revelation as God is, is speaking to us and taking us there uh, by intent. The Holy Spirit has this scripture as the first scripture verse of the New Testament. My, my. We pray you join us tomorrow as we continue searching, as we continue uh, discussing and studying the Word of God. And uh, we pray that the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Meanwhile, keep looking up.